Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of gospel reflection, a ministry of stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome, everyone, to another session from of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today, I'm joined by Hannah Woodward, Tom DeAngelis. Welcome, one and all. Thanks, hey, David. Awesome, awesome. If everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles, we're going to turn to Luke chapter 21, verses 25 through 28 and 34 through 36. But before we break open the bread of life, uh, Tom, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us in learning what the Lord wants to teach us today? Sure, David. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your Son to be with us as we enter into the season of Advent, and we look forward and expect him with open hearts. We thank you for blessing us with the gift of your Son and for the Holy Spirit, whom he sent upon us to help us grow in your life and in your love. We ask you to send your spirit down upon us today and to all of those who are listening that you might enter into their hearts and our hearts and share your life with us in an ever deeper way. We ask all this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Father, 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 Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. And uh, Hannah, do you mind giving us a little gospel of today? Sure thing. The gospel is taken from Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, there will be signs in the sun the moon, and the stars, and on earth nations will be in dismay, perplexed by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will die of fright in anticipation of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads, because your redemption is at hand." Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and the anxiety of daily life, and that the day catch you by surprise like a trap. For that day will assault everyone who lives on the face of the earth. Be vigilant at all times and pray that you have the strength to escape the tribulations that are imminent and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I circle the word vigilant at all times. I mean, for me, as we look at this, you know, this, the readings that we're having and the second coming of our Lord, you know, that's what the Advent season's all about is our preparation of our hearts to always stay vigilant and be prepared because we don't know, as Jesus expresses in the Gospels, we don't know the time, we don't know the place, but we do know this. Jesus Christ is going to come for each and every one of us. So for me, I don't worry about end times. I don't worry about fear. What I do is I want to be vigilant, and I want to awaken those that are around me to say, be prepared, be vigilant. Know that these things could occur to you, because someday, someday, the Lord will come for each and every one of us. So I want to pray for that spiritual strength to escape the traps and the snares of the, the enemy who wants to take me out. He's always looking to probe the lines of my heart, to impregnate my heart with the toxins of the world, 
You know, and it can come through the computer screen. It can come through the, the television. It can come through people I go, I hang out with or places that I go. So I need to get those out of my life and ask the Lord for the gift of that strength. And for me, it's a matter of going to the Holy Spirit and saying, Lord, help me. Help me with your strength, your wisdom, your knowledge, your prudence, your temperance, all your gifts, so that this day I am prepared. And then what am I called to do? Stand. Stand erect. Stand. And so for me, and then look up, look up, raise my head to the Lord, trusting in him uh, for my everything, my very existence. And, and, you know, picking up on that word vigilant, David, uh, the, the part of the reading that jumped out to me was beware that your hearts not become drowsy. Um, and, and Jesus goes on to say exactly, you know, from carousing and drunkenness and anxieties of daily life. And <clears throat> I think I, I do pretty well with carousing and drunkenness, but the anxieties of daily life are something that I have to, I have to work at. And, you know, the, the interesting thing about it is we, we tend to think sometimes that the worries that we have in life are natural. They're, you know, they're just part of life and we just have to deal with them. But Jesus says here that those anxieties of daily life can lead your heart to become drowsy. It can it can numb you to his coming. And uh, and I think, too, the first part of this, when he talks about signs of, um, you know, of the uh, of the end times, uh, it not, I think it not only applies, because he's talking about signs, it not only applies, I think, to the, to the world, you know, to the second coming, but also reply, uh, it uh, applies, I think, to, to to the second coming of the Lord to us. You know, our first coming in baptism, and the second coming at the time of our death. So again, he talks about signs, but the sun has always been considered to be the rational part of the human being. Uh, it's that way even in the Old Testament. The moon uh, is considered to be the heart, and then the stars have typically been considered in the Old Testament to be those people who are the leaders of the people. When it talks about the stars falling, it really talks about leaders who have become corrupt and are no longer leading. There are no longer stars in the sky. There are no, no longer stars for the people to look to, to guide them on their course. Um, so it not only applies, I think, to um, mankind in general, to humankind in general, but it also applies to us and the, the second coming of the Lord in our lives when we'll stand face to face with him. And again, you know, don't let the daily anxieties of life um, make your heart become drowsy. Thinking of the, like what you said, Tom, the daily anxieties of life, just in light of everything that's happened in Paris lately, and, you know, the news is warning us of all these threats ISIS is making, you know, in California, New York, and Washington, and you're almost afraid to even leave your house, um, just for that fear of, you know, um, being blown up, but like Jesus said before, cast all your anxieties on him, for he cares for you, so it's important for us to keep in mind that you know, God is protecting us. He's with us at all times. He's not going to leave our side. But I think it's also very important to pray for ISIS and pray for our enemies and, you know, ask God to help them and change their hearts. Absolutely. And that that's beautiful, Hannah. And, you know, again, that word fear, fear, as I look at it in our human understanding, Fear is faith in the wrong kingdom. I think there's almost 365 times, one for every day of the year, throughout sacred scripture where the Lord's saying, be not afraid. Don't have fear. The only fear we're to ever have, ever have, 
is that holy fear, that loss of relationship with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that that holy fear, fear of the Lord. So for me, I don't ever want to do anything that would hurt his heart, that would separate me from that love which he's constantly pouring out for me, but that sin is like a cup. It gets turned upside down, and I no longer receive it in my heart because I've allowed the enemy in, and it's separated me. So for me, repent and turn back to the Lord so that the cup of my heart can be filled up with his love, his grace, and then allow that love and grace to overflow into the world. And don't be afraid to go out of your home. Think of the first apostles. They were sent, go forth. They went to all these foreign countries that had all these different idols and gods and and sacrificial babies, everything they did. They went. Why didn't they have the fear? Because love conquers all fear. They had a relationship all day with love, which is God. God is love. So I want to stay in that relationship, that common union, that communion with God, so that when people meet me, I love this expression, they, I bring the presence of Christ into the home, into the workplace, into the church, and into the community. And the only way I can do that is to continually daily be purged of the toxins of the world. That's what's talking about here. You know, carousing, drunkenness, anxieties of daily life that catch you by surprise. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of sleep that when I get home at the end of the day, I said, Lord, do a reflection in my heart. Come into my heart, Holy Spirit. Let me know where I made a mistake. I for, ask for your forgiveness, Lord, for that mistake, and then cleanse me of it. Get a good night's sleep and start a new day. The next day, and I love what we put in our little prayer book, the past is in God's mercy. When we repent, turn away from that sin, he forgives us, and I thank you, Lord, for the gift of the sacrament of reconciliation, where we as Catholics go and get it all out, and through the grace of God working through that priest, we're forgiven. And then the next day when we wake up, you know, that's the gift from God of the present moment. We're to open that gift and live it in love. Don't go into the future. Because if you read this and you have fear of the future, that's not of God. That's not healthy. Open the gift of the present moment. Live it in love with an understanding of the heart that someday you will meet Christ. So, man, for me, that's the, that's the don't let my heart grow drowsy, be vigilant, raise my head, stand erect. That's my journey. That's my journey. And the— um... Staying vigilant, I think, you know, to that point again, as we read through that, he says, pray that you have the strength to escape the tribulations. Again, up, uh, up just above that, he talks about the anxieties which lead our heart to become drowsy. And here he talks about praying for the strength to escape the tribulations. And if you think about prayer, um, that's really our deepening relationship with God. So he's he's really he's really calling us into an ever deepening relationship, as you say, David. That that all of the day that as we open that gift of the present moment, we open that gift of the com- of the coming day. That we also are with God during that time. So that so that our prayer life is not just something that we you know where we do Hail Mary, Our Father, Glory be, but it's the way we live. It it becomes. Um, a way that we're able to stand before the Son of Man and escape the tribulations. It's a way that we live in peace. It's a way that we live with the strength of Christ. 
And that's what he's calling us to here. But it comes through that portal of prayer, you know. And I think about St. Teresa of Avila who talked about the different stages of prayer and how we start with vocal prayer and then we, and then we meditate. We meditate on the mysteries of, of the sacred heart. We meditate on the passion of Christ. We meditate on the parables. And then we move into contemplation where that whole sense of the Lord becomes part of our life. And it's, it's what you talk about, David. When you get up in the morning, you're just you're already there. God's already with you. And it's part of living a, a contemplative life. And that's what we're called to. That's, and that's not just for great saints. That's for all of us. Yeah, and that's beautiful because that word prayer, we as Catholics, you know, we hear about our separated brothers and sisters. They say, you know, we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's awesome. That's awesome. But that's a beginning. As Catholics, we know it's not just a personal. It's an ever-deepening, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ as our brother, who we're, we invite him every day to live in us, with us, and through us. You know, St. Paul says, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me in the letter to the Galatians. So we have that intimate, ever-deepening, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. But Jesus also says, no, 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 it's more. He teaches us how to pray our Father. We as Catholics know we can have that not just personal, but ever-deepening intimate relationship with the Father, and then also with the Holy Spirit. And that invitation every day to the Holy Spirit and asking for the gifts of wisdom, of knowledge, of understanding, of perseverance, all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, ask for them, and then invite Him to give you the words to share in a situation, to hear what you're to hear. Have a communion, common union with our counselor and advocate, the Holy Spirit, all day long, in all situations. And so for me, I always want to go into my heart. I want to have that communal time with the Father. And you know what? As his son, I want to talk to him that way. Father, here's what happened. Here's what I felt. Help me, Father. And then listen. Listen you got to go away in a quiet, quiet area and just listen. And the Holy Spirit, I want to invoke him and invite him in every business decision, everything that's happening in my home, every time I'm, I'm, I'm faced with something with my children, every time I'm in the church. I must always bring the presence of Christ into every situation. And that's where when I surrender, because it's no longer I, but Christ living in me. And I invite the Holy Spirit to give me the words, give me the counsel, give me the wisdom. It's amazing how God does that. But that's the word is prayer. Because prayer, as Proverbs teaches us, you know, is above all human strength. It is. Prayer is, is, is one of the most powerful weapons that we have in our time here on earth. You know, I was listening, actually, Tom, you recommended it to me, um, the CD by Dr. Scott Hahn, Abba or Allah. And he goes on to discuss how he had this meeting with the Muslim leader. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tom. And um, the Muslim leader gets visibly upset when Scott or Dr. Scott Hahn says, calls God the father. And the Muslim leader said, that's blasphemy. You can't call God the father. He's not our father. And I just think of how lucky are we to have that relationship with God that we're able to call him our father. And, you know, my father here on earth, I have a really beautiful relationship with, and that's just a taste of how much God loves us as our father. It's just a small, and you can't even wrap your head around it, but we are just so fortunate that we are able to have that intimate relationship with him. And, and Hannah, you said something so prophetic, you know, with the thing that's going on, the crisis in the world today with ISIS and the bombings and suicide bombers, 
Every one of those people need our prayers. Jesus Christ challenges all of his disciples. That's who he's speaking to in this in this gospel reading. All of his disciples, everybody, to love your enemy. And the greatest act of love that we can do for these leaders of ISIS is to invoke the power of God through prayer for them, for the conversion of their heart, the opening of their spiritual eyes to see truth, their spiritual ears to hear truth. That's what we're called to do. You know what the enemy wants us to do? Hate them. Hate them. I heard something yesterday and it said, hate only fuels hate. Hate can't cancel out hate. Love is the only thing that can cancel out hate. Yep. And we get that example through our Blessed Virgin, the Blessed Virgin Mary, our Mother Mary. She took in all the nonsense of the world. They were trying to kill her baby. They had put it, uh, the government had put an edict act, kill the baby. She had to flee to a foreign country in Egypt with Joseph and the baby. Okay. Mary took everything in. And as Bishop Gaynor shared with us, she pondered it in her heart. She took what was transmitted to her, pondered it, and then always, 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 which is our call, responded with love. She transformed it, never transmitted, because you're right. You hate me, I hate you. We fall into the bait of the enemy. We fall into the bait of the enemy. We've taken the hook. But take that hate in, let God, through pondering it, as Mary shows us, transform it into love, which one of the greatest acts of love is to pray for them. Oh, my goodness. Now the enemy is screaming because he wants you to hate him. And that's not of God. That's not of God. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that, that screaming of the enemy is kind of like the brakes that get jammed on when that cycle gets broken. But, you know, the other part of that is, too, it doesn't just stop hate. Love also creates its own cycle. It creates its own positive. There's a, the more you give it away, the more of it you get. The more you love, the more you create love in the world. And sometimes <clears throat> the challenge for us in loving our enemies, <clears throat> excuse me, is to uh, is to continue to love them, even when they're not responding. Even when we're we're looking at a situation and saying, you know, I'm I, I'm talking to them. I'm you know I'm I'm not returning hate for hate. Um, <clears throat> you know I'm keeping an open mind. I'm being open to forgiveness. And you continue to get negative in repl- in return. You c- continue to get you know that that hatred coming back at you. But to persist in that, I think, is not only um, not only brings the best out of the other person eventually, but also um, it's part of our spiritual development. You, love your enemies isn't just something that Jesus does wants us to do for the benefit of our enemies. It's something we need to do for ourselves. It's something we need to. I mean, he even says, if you love those who love you, what benefit is there in that? Even the even the sinners do that. You know, how does that make you any better than anybody else? We're we're called to be. People who love our enemies, people who are persistent in loving our enemies, Set Pe- people, yeah, right? People who who develop in their love of the Lord, because because didn't Jesus have to endure the hatred of his enemies, and didn't he return that with love? Didn't he pray for the people who hung him on the cross? Didn't he forgive them for what they had done to him? You know, so that's where we share in, in the life of Christ when we can love even when it's not 
comfortable, when we can love even when it's not, um, in, it doesn't seem intelligent to the world. <clears throat> we can love just because we share that with Jesus and because he's, he calls us to that. Then I think we're, we're growing in our faith in a way that, that, we're, that we're called to grow. And I want to go back to the present moment is a gift from God that we're to open and live in love. The word tribulations is in here. It says, you know, pray that you may have the strength to escape the tribulations that are imminent and to stand before the Son of Man. Hear this. Every generation, Christ said that the first generation that he spoke to personally, this would all be experienced by them. Every generation henceforth from then on has experienced tribulation. Today in our generation, we hear about ISIS. We hear about this. We hear about that. There's all kinds of things in our own country. We hear of all this tribulation. It's a reality. And what defeats that tribulation is a constant prayer life. And also, I'm going to challenge each and every one of our Catholic Catholic listeners to realize the gift that God has given us in the ability to us to go to Mass every day throughout our whole extra, our whole area. There's all types of Catholic churches that have Mass at different times so that we can be filled with the Lord, both through the Word of God as well as through the Eucharist, so that we have, as Jesus taught us how to pray, our daily bread. God answered that prayer. It's available in every Catholic church everywhere in the world to receive it at daily Mass through the Word and through the Eucharist. That's what strengthens us. That's what keeps us from getting drowsy, you know what I mean, and drunken on the worldly things. You know, so for me, I want to go every day of my life and put God first. Look at my my things that I do every day and say, you know what, Lord, I'm putting you first. I'm going to fill up with you at Mass first, before I go into the rest of my day. And so for me, it's a challenge to me. I hope it's a challenge to each and every one of you. Why? Because the Lord wants to renew you, refresh you, and recharge you so he can fully use you for the good works, the works of love that he has prepared that only you can do. Please, Lord, help us. Help us to come to you, to be fed by you, and to fulfill this vision that you have in the salvation of all and you choose to use us. And I think, too, in, in the uh, the end of the first section of this passage where it says that these signs uh, begin to happen, stand erect, raise your head because your redemption is at hand. Um, I, and to your point earlier, David, and I think you just touched on it <clears throat> in your last comment, um, when we see these things, when the tribulations occur, when we start to be dismayed, perplexed, when the anxieties of daily life start to <clears throat> make us drowsy, th- those aren't necessarily things that we should be um, concerned about. I mean, Jesus even says, you know, don't worry about these things. Stand erect and raise your head because your redemption is at hand. These are signs that we're being brought closer to Christ, we're, that our redemption is happening in our lives. And even if it's not the end of our life per se, 
we, we have tribulations all the time. Difficulties occur to us all the time. Sometimes they're big, sometimes they're small. But we go through this same cycle of worrying and being concerned about it and then recognizing in our faith that we turn it over to the Lord. So this rec- recommendation by Jesus that when you see these signs happen, stand erect, raise your head, doesn't just apply to the end of the world. It doesn't just apply even necessarily to the end of our life. It applies any time that we run into difficulties and tribulations and the anxieties of life, that we should re- we should remember that we opened this gift in love this morning and that we're still living in love and we should stand erect and raise our heads because our redemption is at hand. This is part of our growth. This is part of our cleansing. It's part of our redemption that God is taking us, you know, bringing us ever closer to himself through these tribulations, through these difficulties. You know, as you were sharing, Tom, I I wrote, I wrote down two comments I've heard from people. I don't get anything out of mass and I really don't care for the priest homilies. Yeah. Two things I've heard. Who hasn't heard those? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Look in the mirror. If you don't get anything out of mass, you are not in communion with the heart of God because you are being fed from the moment you walk into that mass till you leave, you are being fed the living God in the word of God, in the Psalms, in the readings, you in in everything we do, every word we speak, the priest, it's not about the priest in his homily. It's about receiving Jesus Christ in the word of God. It's about, imagine this, receiving Jesus Christ in his body, blood, soul, and divinity, fully present in the Eucharist. So if you've ever made the statement, I don't get anything out of Mass, or I don't really care for the priest's homilies, you need to look in the mirror, because it's all about Jesus Christ. It's all about renewing, refreshing, and recharging that not just personal, but intimate relationship with him. It's putting him first. It's allowing him to sit on the throne of your heart. And with that, I'd like to pray a prayer that comes out of our prayer book. It's called the Prayer of Love, because I really think that's what this is all about. It's, Lord, please grow me in your truths of love. Grant me the grace to live them out each and every day of my life. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. Love is not rude. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil. Love rejoices with the truth. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Faith, hope, and love always remain the greatest of which is love. May God bless each and every one of you on your journey home to him and ask the Lord to allow you to be a blessing to others this day and all the days of your life. God bless. Bye-bye now. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups, or call us at 717-367-0100. 
Stewardship, a Mission of Faith is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.